Amen. Amen. Just thankful for the opportunity um, to be used of God. Amen. Um, it's always it's, it's interesting because when I have a tug in my spirit, it usually pastor texts me. <laughs> it's time for you to preach. <laughs> it's your turn. So uh, last Sunday after I left, I said, I feel like it's coming, but I wasn't sure. And later that Sunday, he texts me. Amen. Amen. So I pray that God, uh, God blesses you with what will be shared. Um, definitely take notes if you can. Uh, for the young people that are in the back, if you guys want to move up, that would be great. Because um, this is for y'all just as much as it's for anybody else. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So the title is The Sacrifice of Faith. Amen. Amen. The Sacrifice of Faith. I'm going to start with three questions. Um, and you can write these down because you'll be able to answer them as the, the, the time goes. Amen. First one, what are you trusting God for? First question. I want you all to write that down. What are you trusting God for? I don't know. <laughs> but God knows. Amen. Next one, what have you laid in front of the Lord? Pastor mentioned it, I think, with giving, um, us bringing things to God. Um, what have you laid in front of the Lord? Again, I don't know, but God knows. And you know. Last one, what have you whispered to God that you are in need of? You don't need to tell me, but bring it to the front of your mind right now. There are secret things that no one knows that you have shared to God. There are secret things that nobody knows us knows of that you have shared to God. Amen. Amen. So in my response to the first question, um, what the Holy Spirit was sharing with me is that a perfect life is in need of nothing. But an imperfect life is always trusting the Lord. We're not perfect. So we, we're not people that don't need nothing. Amen. We're always trusting God for something. Hallelujah. The next one, uh, what have you laid in front of the Lord? Um, I... I I was reminded just to go back to the basics. Learn to bring things to God yes. and not to man. Yeah. Amen? Amen? It's easy. We you know, call our friends for certain things, call pastor for certain things. But let's get back to being people of God who can go to God. He said come boldly for a reason. So if we stop coming boldly, how can we expect things to happen? Yeah. Yes. He said come boldly. He didn't say come however. He said come boldly. When you go boldly to somewhere, it's like you're breaking through that door. Amen. So we're in need of something. It's important to go to him. Hallelujah. And the last one, uh, what have you whispered to God? Um, like I said, 
usually those are things that you don't talk to anybody else about. It's only you and God. Amen? So if those are things that you only talk to him about, it means that technically it's out of your hands. You're going to him because you can't do anything. Hallelujah. So if you can't do anything, who else can you go to? Amen. Because you know that he's the only one that can make it happen. It's out of our hands. We can't do it. But he can. How many have been there? How many is there right now? <laughs> I declare today that you don't waver. But hold on and don't stop. And push forward. I'll say it again. I declare that you don't waver. That you hold on. That you don't stop. That you push forward. I don't know what your offenses are. I don't know what the challenges are. But I can sense when God gave me this word that we're all dealing with some stuff right now. May not be talked about. Nobody's calling each other to tell their gossip. Amen. But the person that you can talk to is God. Our first scripture for today is Proverbs 3 verse 5. Familiar verse. And um, in context with the title, Sacrifice of Faith, this one is an inward scripture. And you understand more as I go on. This one is an inward scripture. It says, trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. And don't lean on your own. <laughs> continue. You can continue. It's okay. <laughs> but the key thing in this whole thing is trust. And then the second thing is the Lord. Because it starts with you. You have to put trust in him. He's there. He's waiting. But we have to trust Hallelujah. Amen. Like I said, we trust other things. We trust man. We trust our bank account. We trust a lot of other things. Trust in the Lord. That's inward. Amen. And our outward text for today uh, is in Daniel uh, 3, verse 5 and 6. And we have a little bit more going on later. But 3, verse 5 and 6. It says you must bow down as soon as you hear the sound of the music of all musical instruments. Amen. This was King Nebuchadnezzar declaring to everyone in this Babylonian era that they needed to bow down to this sound, this uh, golden statue, as you would say. Um, so he says, when you hear the horns, flutes, uh, layers. Cymbros, uh, harps, big pipes, and all the other musical instruments, you must worship the gold idol. King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Amen? So, I've read this plenty of times, and um, this time it hit different. <laughs> Amen? Uh, in verse 6, it says that this is all out of the ERV version, if you guys are wondering where we're reading from, um, which context. So in verse 6 it says, whoever does not bow to bow down and worship this gold idol will immediately be thrown into the hot furnace. Amen? 
familiar. We all know, right? So when I looked into this, Nebuchadnezzar made a huge image of a national religious symbol. He just made it. Amen? And he demanded that all citizens, great, small, must bow down before it. Amen? He declared that this was to the whole, the whole town. He set up the image in an open plain country where it is seen or could be seen from afar. So even if you're driving, you're walking, you can see it. Amen? They called all the leading officials from that country areas to dedicate it. I have a dedication ceremony. That's how big and grand this thing was. In my eyes, from what I, when I looked at this, I'm like, well, he created his own God. And he said, everybody needs to worship this God. And in my understanding, it didn't just come out of nowhere. It's something that he had been thinking about for some time. Because when you're planning something like that to create a sculpture like that and place it strategically in a specific place where everybody can see, you have been planning it or thinking about it for a while. Amen? So the other thought that came to me as I was looking at this, I said, well, when did this happen? Obviously, it was before Jesus, right? Um, but I noticed that there were certain key things that were in there that are also in the end times when Jesus comes back. Amen? When Jesus comes back, what does it say? The, the, what would be sound? The trumpet. The enemy is using, if we go back to five, in this context, he's using other instruments. You see what it says, musical instruments, and it describes which different ones. Amen? And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, what is, what is the, <laughs> the purpose of this? So I continue reading, um, and it says, King Nebuchadnezzar stated that you must bow. When Jesus comes back, what does it say? Every knee will. Yes. Amen. And then the, the last thing, I'm like, Holy Spirit, okay, what, what else is going on here? It said he placed the image in a high place. Amen. And, and when I was reading, I went to Philippians 2, 9 to 11. It says, therefore, God also has ex highly exalted him giving him the name which is above every other name. Amen? So, I don't know, it, I think it said 150 years before Jesus came, this was taking place. Hallelujah? So, these three things stuck out to me. I'm like, hmm, the enemy is using end time tools for that present day to get people to what? Worship. Amen? And using those tools, what, it gave this king the idea, it gave him whatever he needed to be able to strategically do these things in that time. Amen? So the verse is speaking of the one that I just read about Jesus, uh, name being exalted, speaking of future times, um, when the second coming of Jesus is happening amen and it talks about every knee being bowed and um, it talks about all those things but 
the difference between Jesus and him <laughs> is that when Jesus comes, it says there will be like there will be no doubt. You already know he's coming. Amen. Um, there will be no debate. There will be no question. When Jesus comes for a second time, um, you will have no opportunity to say, well, maybe I'm going to bow or I'm not going to bow. You have to bow. Amen. And what was being said with Nebuchadnezzar, um, it was a subtle, uh, you must bow. <laughs> it was a question. You must. It was a statement. You must bow. Amen. Understanding that he couldn't do anything without them making a decision to do it. So even those people in those that time still had the choice and decision to say, no, I'm not going to bow. Amen. When Jesus comes back, we won't have no choice. <laughs> it's it's a done deal. Amen. But in that time, they had the opportunity to tell him or whoever, no. Amen. And I'm saying, if if you listen to me closely, what I'm saying is that even in these times, which we chronicleize as the end times, you still have the opportunity to tell the devil no. Amen. He's making things look pretty in your life. He's making, you know, offering specific things to you, but you still have the opportunity to tell him no. Amen. So Matthew 24, 31, just to add up to what I was saying when it came to Christ, um, it says the great is 24, 31. The great trumpet will sound and he will send out the, his angels to the four corners of the earth and they will gather his chosen people from one end of the world to the other. Amen. Although there are people of every generation who have doubted who Jesus was and rejected the gospel, when Jesus returns, there will be no dispute of who he is. No one will be able to deny who Jesus once he returns, who he is once he returns. Amen. So therefore, every day will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. I'll throw a stat. I always love throwing stats out there. 76% um, of Americans believe in heaven, but less than 13% believe in hell. So they believe in the good thing. They don't believe in the other side. Amen. So let's continue in Daniel. I didn't give this to them, but... In 19 to 21, it says, Nebuchadnezzar became very angry because as he told these people to worship, there was three people that said, no, we're, we're not doing this. Amen. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in God. So they decided not to do this. And there were people watching to see who was not going to do it. <laughs> Amen. So it says, Nebuchadnezzar became very angry with who? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave an order for the oven to be heated seven times hotter than it usually was. Amen? Have y'all ever put your hand in a hot stove or oven when it's really hot? Imagine seven times <laughs> higher. Amen? 
It says, then he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He told the soldiers to throw them into the hot furnace. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were tied up and what? Thrown into the furnace. They were wearing robes, pants, cloth caps, and other clothes. Amen? And it says in 22:23, the king was very angry that he gave the command to the soldiers to quickly make the furnace very hot. So even seven times wasn't enough. It's kind of like he wanted more. And it says the fire was so hot, the flames killed the soldiers. They were killed when they went close to the fire to throw them in. Amen. They were tied up very tightly and they were in there, right? <laughs> and before I even get to the good side, I looked this up. Abednego's name, his, his, the meaning of his name is servant of light, shining. Amen. Meshach's uh, name means that draws with force. Amen. And then Shadrach's meaning of his name is tender. Keep those in mind. <laughs> in your fire, I encourage you to trust God. Amen. Trust that he will bring you through. Trust that no fire is too much for him. Amen. Trust that if I am in it, he doesn't bring me out. If it's like if I am in it and he doesn't bring me out of it, I still have to trust him. Amen. You know, some people uh, get in a situation and God brings them out. When God brings them out and they decide to go back to that situation, what happens in that moment? They took the glory from God. And they said, hey, whatever you did was not enough. I wanted to go back to enjoying whatever I was enjoying. Amen. So in your fire, what? Trust God. Trust that he can bring you through. Trust that no fire is too hot for him. So let's speak of some fires. Financial fire. Sin. Fire of sin. The fire of lust. The fire of lies. The fire of health. <laughs> the fire of troubles on your job. Amen. Things are burning around you, but you are going to trust God to get you out. Amen. I can't imagine what it felt like in the fire, but I know that we deal with fires every day almost. Amen? May not be seven times hot. It may just be one, but we deal with fires. And the underlining theme is trust God. If I'm sacrificing faith, <laughs> I have to be holding on to that faith in the midst of everything else. It's easy to let it go. Oh, I, I believe God right now. And then the challenge comes and man, I don't know if I want to trust God right now. I don't know if I want to believe. But if I'm sacrificing faith, I'm holding on to it and not letting go no matter what is coming at me. Amen. 
So whatever is burning around you may not be you. Whatever is burning around you. Because these guys, from what we know, they never would touch. Nothing happened to them in this fire. So whatever is burning around you is not touching you. It's burning around you. Hallelujah. So if it's burning around you, you need to hold on to God in that fire. And trust that, hey, at some point I'm getting out. Hallelujah. The enemy in, in some cases, amen, present, presents a, a golden statue to you. <laughs> you'll worship, you'll trust God in it and have faith that he can get you through. Amen. Sometimes you have accepted what, what the devil has thrown your way. Amen. And God is still saying, I'm still here, even though you have accepted that. Hallelujah. He is not just a savior. He is Lord. This was the point I was making when I said getting you out the fire and losing glory. When you get out the fire, he saved you. But now he is the Lord of your life. So you have to serve him as you're out of the fire to be able to stay out of the fire. Amen. So he's not people just know. Sometimes they just know Jesus as savior. And Jesus is saying, I am Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. So if he can save me, he can be the Lord of my life to carry me through. So that way another fire comes, I know what to do. I know how to handle it. Amen? I know how to deal with it the way I'm supposed to. So I, I say it again. The enemy has presented some golden statues to you. Will you worship or will you trust God? Amen. Amen. Worship this thing or worship God. You know, these days, uh, our statues are not what they were back then. Nobody's going to create a big statue in the sky and say, hey, you guys <laughs> go and worship this. Today, your statue may be TV. It may be social media. It may be friendships. Hallelujah. And every time that you give to it, you're in turn saying, well, I'm worshiping this. You don't have to say, hey, I'm worshiping the TV. Just giving time. You don't have to say, hey, I'm listening to these conversations my friend is talking about that are not of God. Just giving time. Amen. You don't have to say, hey, um, I don't look through everybody's page on social media, just giving time. Some people, when they wake up, that's the first thing, Facebook, Instagram, nothing else goes on. They give time to that. And then later on in the day, they say, oh God, how you doing? <laughs> After the whole day has gone by. Amen. So in turn, you're worshiping without even knowing you're worshiping. Amen. So are those things pointing you to God or not? Sacrificing faith. If I'm sacrificing my faith, I'm saying, well, God comes first before any of that other stuff. It's OK to have friends. It's OK to have people you can talk to. But when the conversations start going other ways, what's the point? Why, why are we doing this anymore?
Amen. Amen. So as as you guys know, they ended up getting out of the fire. And what, what happened after that? We know that Nebuchadnezzar himself realized there was somebody else in there. <laughs> it wasn't just them. Amen? And sometimes you have to hold on in your fire for somebody else to see Christ in it. Amen? You're in it. You say, well, I don't know if somebody else is seeing what's going on around me. I don't know if somebody else can feel what's going on around me. I'm in the fire. But sometimes you have to hold on. God is saying, have faith, stand strong, read your scriptures, study, pray, all these things in the fire. So somebody else that does not know Christ can say, well, how did this person get up? They were in something seven times hotter. How did they end up getting out? They dealt with this hard thing and didn't waver, didn't quit, didn't give up, didn't stop believing. They pushed through. Amen. And as they push through, it's now saving somebody else's life. And it's funny because it saved the life of the person who started the whole thing. <laughs> Amen? So understanding if I'm sacrificing my faith, I'm sacrificing it not just for me, for somebody else's life to be changed and turn around. Hallelujah? So you have... There is purpose in the fire. That's what I'm trying to say. There is purpose in whatever the situation is. And if we don't learn to hold on, a lot of Christians are giving up these days and jumping ship. I, I, I read of, uh, when I first got saved, I listened to a lot of Christian rap, Christian rap artists. One of the biggest ones was, uh, I can't remember his name now, but he went to Bible school, seminary. And I think this was his second time going. This time he chose, well, I'm not a Christian anymore. Just like that. Every time you ask him now about it, he can't explain why. But he chose to go the other way. So that shouldn't happen. <laughs> but it's happening. Amen? So sometimes it's subtle what the enemy does. Sometimes it's, it's not... He's not going to just come to you straight up and tell you something. It's going to be subtle in your life. Little things are going to happen to create that fire. Amen. But we have to hold on to God. No matter what. So I'll go back as I close to those first three questions. And I wanted to do an altar call to those who are trusting God for something. Those who have laid something in front of the Lord and those who have whispered something to God's ear. Hallelujah. Because we're all in need of something. And if God is the only one that can make it happen, we have to trust him. So if you want to stand in your seat, that's fine. If you want to come up here, um, that's fine. But if you're trusting God for something, you laid it in front of the Lord.
And while you're up here, I just want you to worship him. Hallelujah. You know, I'm going give to a, give a testimony as, as you guys are up here to show what God can do. Amen. Uh, a few times ago when I preached, I gave a testimony of failure. I started another job with American and things didn't work out uh, because I failed a couple tests. So I went back. <laughs> and the feeling of failure was still there. I said, well, I'm going to push through. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm going to push through. And this is on the other side. I'm not, first time was in reservations. This time I said, well, I'll do the ramp side. So we had our tests last week. It was two tests. Uh, first one was Wednesday. And then the last one is Friday. First one, 50 questions. Last one, 100 questions. So I told my wife, I said, well, we had to study, of course. <laughs> and we had to trust God. So Wednesday came. My nerves are going crazy. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I believe in God. So I end up going through and I get a 90. Amen. I say, God, you're good. Amen. Hallelujah. I have overcome one. <laughs> you know, I think I got home. My wife said, let's go celebrate. I said, no, 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 no. We, we got one more. <laughs> so Friday came, the 100 question one. I'm sitting there. I'm just like, hmm, it's the big one. If I, don't, if I don't do this one, I don't know. <laughs> but again, I trust God. And I get another 90. And I said, okay, I can overcome. I can move on. <laughs> Amen. So sometimes in this the, the fire situation, sometimes if you're dealing with a fire, you may get knocked down. And you may have to step back and say, well, I can come at this from a different way. And when you come at it from a different way, you overcome. Amen. So lift your hands and worship God. I'm going to pray for you and we'll close. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we just thank you. Just glorify you, oh God. We just praise you right now. Thank you for each and every soul that has took a step of faith in dealing with their fire, oh God. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for what you're doing in their lives, mighty God. Oh, if you can do it, <laughs> we know you can. Only you can do it, oh God. Only you can change and shake and move and make an impact oh god we just thank you we just glorify you mighty god if you're in a crowd just uh, stretch your hands. Just pray for everyone that's up here as I'm praying. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the prayer, oh God. We give you praise, oh God, for what you're doing in our lives, oh God. Thank you for, for holding on and trusting you, oh God, in this situation. Whatever the situation is, thank you for, for holding on and trusting you, holding on and believing you, holding on and, and pushing through, oh God. 
Oh, so she will see you at the end, oh God. She will see you as she overcomes. She will see you, oh God, as she gets past this situation, oh God. We just praise you. We just glorify you, mighty God. We just thank you, oh God. Thank you for testimonies that are coming. Thank you for testimonies that are coming, oh God, in her life, oh God. In Jesus' name.
Our focus is being birthed within him from you, O God. We just thank you, O God, for his life. Thank you for all that you've done so far, all the things that you've brought him through, all the things that you've shaped him out to be, O God. Oh, He's not where he is without you, O God. He's not where he is without you, my God. We just exalt you, we just glorify you. Have your way in this life, O God. Thank you, Jesus.
Jesus to herself. Thank you for being with us around her, oh God. Thank you for joy in the midst of everything, oh God. Thank you for favor in the midst of everything, oh God. You are God that can do it. You are God that's done it for her in the past. You are God that's doing things in your life for her right now, oh God. We just say thank you, God. Have your way in your life. Testimonies, again, I speak it over your life. Testimonies will come. Testimonies are happening now. Things are taking shape now. God is doing things now. There is nothing you can say that God is not doing. Thank you, Jesus. God is doing something in your life right now, God. Oh, we just praise you. Thank you for this, this vessel that you have on this earth, God. Continue to use her wherever she goes, God. Heavenly Father, I lift up your daughter of This situation has been going on for some time, but there has to be a breakthrough at some point. There has to be some changes at some point, oh God. She's trusting in you, oh God, in the quiet time. She's trusting you, oh God, in the open today, oh God, to deal with this situation, oh God. Oh, it's time to let it go. It's time to move on. It's time to get past this situation, oh God. This will no longer be a part of her story, oh God. From this day on, this will no longer be a part of her story, my God. She will be elevated from this situation. She will be moved past this situation, oh God. Just lift her up, oh God. If anyone can do it, it's you. If anyone can make it happen, it's you. If anyone and change her life right now from this moment is you, oh God. You are the source, oh God, that she needs. You are the source, oh God, that she needs. You are the source that she needs to move past this situation, oh God. She's sacrificing things because of this situation, oh God. But right now she's putting her faithful needs. Oh, I speak testimonies over your life, Jeanette. Testimonies of There is an expiration date for this. There's an expiration date for this, and it's very soon. Oh, just thank you, Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Hallelujah.